0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Tuesday, the 29th of August. And we've had a couple of good days, haven't we? Up 45 yesterday, up another 35 today, with defensive sectors being left behind and IT being left behind as well. Good news today is having bought mineral resources in the Ideas portfolio last week and then seeing the share price go down. They're up 6.4% today. Hooray, making a profit finally and hopefully that will kick along after full year results day that were a little bit 1% says one broker 1% above broker's forecasts and a solid full year dividend $1.90 consensus had been $1.63 debt a bit higher than expected capex a bit higher than expected but guidance as expected although they said about lithium that they expect lower tonnage and higher costs than previously expected everything's high Higher cost than previously expected, otherwise, we'd be having the Commonwealth Games in Victoria, wouldn't we? Anyway, the dividend beat. Has been enough to see the share price up today. And that dividend will pay 2.8% before franking. So, quite a big dividend, if I've got that right. On the flip side, of course, we bought Fortescue last week. And yesterday, they fell 5% on results and their CEO being replaced after six months, was it? Not a good vibe, but it's up 1.4% today. I had to shut my eyes looking at the broker stuff today. I was hoping they'd be a little bit up. Beat, but definitely not. The average broker target price is 18.9% below the current Fortescue Metals share price. And the recommendations are reduce, underperform, sell, underweight, sell, sell, and lighten. I don't think I've ever seen a more ugly set of broker recommendations on a stock, yet it's up 1.5% today. As I've always said on resources, especially one like Fortescue, which is driven not by forecasts or fundamentals. It's driven by what the iron ore price does tomorrow. Brokers' forecasts are a bit irrelevant, as are their opinions, unless they have made the correct assumptions about, in this case, the iron ore price. And I detected last week a bit of a bottoming in resources, and I see today I haven't bought BHP yet in the BHP-only portfolio. I have to say, I am looking for more meaningful pivot points rather than trying to trade the eyes or pick the eyes out of Macquarie and BHP in the one stock portfolios. I don't want to be buying BHP on a short term whim. And that I think is all we've got at the moment. You've probably seen the Chinese have done something to support affordable housing and also halved stamp duty on trading shares. That is not the sort of thing the Chinese economy is made out of. That is a small patch on a bigger problem. So I don't see any meaningful bottoming in BHP, but I do see a couple of other fund fund managers having a look at it, suggesting that you should be buying it. And I do know, we all know, they have a dividend coming up on September the 7th. And the share price is bouncing a little bit off support. I just can't see a positive macro backdrop change that would tell me that it's a good time to be buying BHP other than a couple of better days in the market and a little bit of Chinese optimism. So I haven't bought BHP, but still holding Mineral Resources, Fortescue Metals and Champion Iron, all of which are up today. Our other two stocks in the Ideas portfolio still flagging ResMed and CSL going down when uh, the market goes up, as they usually do, defensive stocks, and looking a bit sad on those, but still holding in. They're all big quality stocks, so not stressing too much. We're in the last three days of the results season, thank goodness. Might be able to get some work done for once. A few more notable results today you've got John's Ling up 5.7%. Adelaide Brighton Adbrise, it's now called, down nine and a half percent. Zip up six percent. Bubs Australia up four percent, to name a few of the results today. I will be doing a stock take on Fortescue hopefully later today if I get time. So that probably be out tomorrow again if I've got time. Now diary next couple of days. Ah, let's let's start the diary properly. Telstra ex dividend tomorrow. If you're looking. Looking to buy Telstra for income. Today's the day to do it. I did a stock take on that the other day. The stock's down from 440 to 402. Got dividend coming up tomorrow. Big quality stock. Not going to change your life, but there is an element of growth. The share price is off and it's ex-dividend tomorrow. The average broker target price as well is 11% above the current share price. Recommendations are overweight, hold, hold, outperform, buy. Morgan Stanley target price 18% above the current share price. UBS buy with 15% above the current share price. So whilst, as I say, it is not going to light you up, Telstra. It's been stuck in a trading range of sort of 380 to 420, 430. Currently in the middle of that range. Not a bad buy for income for long-term income investors just ahead of dividend. Brokers like it. See the stock take I did on that. Wesfarmers Farmers also ex-dividend tomorrow. They had results the other day, obviously. Mixed broker view. Use on Wes Farmers at the moment. Add, outperform, buy, compares with sell, equal, weight, and lighten. Average target price, well, one of them's distorted the average, 5% below the current share price ex-dividend tomorrow. Yield isn't massive on Wes Farmers, 3.6%. All Right, busy week this week, apart from the ex-dividends, and there are plenty of other ex-dividends this week as well. We have an RBA meeting next Tuesday, 5th of September. We've got the next FOMC meeting, September 20. That's a while away. And ahead of those, we've got Australian CPI numbers tomorrow. So the general expectation is the RBA are going to stay on hold on Tuesday. CPI numbers unlikely to change that, but you never know. We also have in the US, we've got US PCE price inflation numbers, which are supposed to be the Fed's preferred measure of inflation. Anyway, those are out on Thursday. We also have employment numbers on Friday, preceded on Wednesday by the ADP private sector employment numbers in the US. So we've got a bit going on ahead of those central bank meetings. We've also got things like US second quarter GDP numbers. It's just a revised number. Revised numbers aren't really that important because they tend to be pretty much the same as the preliminary numbers. And we've got house price and pending home sales numbers in the US and house price and housing finance numbers in Australia on Friday. So a little bit on the diary this week and we've got uh, the next two days of results season. Now the good news today, well, let me just do a couple of other things. Talking to one of my friends in the industry, in the newsletter industry, seeing the same thing we're seeing. Our renewals are fabulous, but newbies are very hard to come by at the moment, getting new subscriptions. And I can tell you that is pretty much a industry-wide thing, not in newsletters so much at the moment, but just to say, and a good reason not to be buying Macquarie at the moment, just to say that the stock market industry is Cyclical, And at the moment, it is in a bit of a slump. Our market is now, it's been going down for two years, almost exactly two years. After the pandemic recovery, we've been going sideways to down for two years. We're now below the pre-pandemic peak on the ASX 200. We've had a lot of volatility in the meantime. We're middle of our trading range. We're heading down still, apart from the last couple of days. We are a long way from the COVID boom. If you remember the COVID boom, which blew stocks like Self Well and Robin Hood and all the little crappy trading platforms. Sorry, not crappy. All the trading platforms blew up with massive numbers of people trading their COVID money. And it was money for old rope recovering from the pandemic. I think that's what an Esper drill is, isn't it? Money for old rope. A friend of mine in the advertising business came up with that and it was stuck on the side of London buses for a while. Esper drills, money for old rope. Anyway, in the COVID rebound, it was money for old rope. Anybody could make money, everyone was making money, and the stock market cycle had a fantastic boom. For two years, we've gone nowhere. So we need another bull market, please, to get newsletters going, get the stock market going, and it isn't happening at the moment. So it's worth mentioning. Market a bit ho-hum at the moment, and on the back of that, we're still in cash in our strategy portfolio. Low volumes in the US, by the way, ahead of this busy week of economics. Other little observations. Appen fell 32% yesterday on results. They were already down 94% from the top. They're now down 96.5% from the top. I did a stock take in May, and the recommendation I wrote was, they say if you can't describe how a company earns its money in one sentence, don't buy it. Anyway, fundamentals occasionally work. Appen down 32% yesterday. The recommendation I wrote said, can't buy it on fundamentals. Fundamentals don't add up. Brokers hate it. Anyway, seems they were right on Appen. Other little observations, NASDAQ trying to have a bit of a bounce. I've got a few numbers in my section today. You won't believe this, but I was awake in the middle of the night last night and the thought went through my head that Appen, not Appen, NVIDIA on a sales price to sales ratio of 43, NVIDIA could halve and it would still be twice as expensive as it should be. (laughs) Anyway, we are in a sentiment bubble on AI, clearly. NASDAQ trying to have a bounce, not buying into it. Other small observations, the atom and uranium ETFs are both overbought. And consumer discretionary, can you believe, after all that fuss about consumer discretionary, thanks to the results season and some stellar results from individual retailers, AX1, Nick Scarly, the consumer discretionary sector, can you believe, despite mortgage rates, despite interest rates, consumer discretionary sector just hit A one year high. Here we go. You'll find a few other technical observations in the newsletter. Right, that brings me back to the main point today. main point today is I am starting the move to a new focus on the Marcus Today portfolios and I have links to our portfolios in my section today. The MT Long-Term Growth Portfolio, the MT Long-Term Income Portfolio and the MT Strategy Portfolio. You can click through to see those. I have put the Portfolio Constituents in my section today, but as I say, they each have their own page on the website now. I have a new analyst editor turning up in the middle of September who's going to help me keep these things up to date, me and the team keep these things up to date, and I am cracking through stock takes on every stock we hold, and no doubt there will be some changes. Portfolio performance on all of these, despite a lack of activity on the growth and income portfolios in particular, have been okay, as to be said, in fact quite good, and the strategy portfolios absolutely. absolutely kicked the lights out. In the last year, it's up 19.15% and the market is up 0.56% in the last year. In the last six months, it's up 15.6% and the market is down 2.4%. As you know, we have had a fabulous year timing ETFs and in particular, we caught that great trade in the Fang ETF and in the NASDAQ when our market was going nowhere. We deserted our market, focused on the US and that's paid off in dividends. Well, not Really, dividends actually. It's paid off in spades this year, and glad to see that performance. So, it sort of makes me think let's just write a newsletter about the strategy portfolio and leave it at that. That might work. Staggers me how much some people charge for so little. Well, I could probably have a whole newsletter just on the strategy portfolio if I can keep this up. All I have to do is do it again and again and again. Anyway, all in cash at the moment. And the interesting thing about the strategy portfolio is that performance has come from timing really quite low low volatility, low risk ETFs, passive ETFs as well. Hasn't required any human brain, just timing passive ETFs over the market and in particular US market has paid off this year. Have a look at the other two portfolios in my section today and they are going to be my focus going forward, especially for things like stock takes. I have thought actually about really moving the focus to bigger stock. lower volatility, lower risk stocks, and looking after all of you who are doing what I will be doing one day, which is looking after my millions. Well, million, well, there might be less than a million. You never know. Looking after my millions from home, trying to earn myself 10% per annum and grow my capital every year while spending as much as I want. That's what you're trying to do, many of you, and that's certainly what I would like to do. I think if I didn't have a newsletter to write, I would focus 100% on simply looking after my own investments, something that get ignored because I've got compliance issues. But that is a great job and a job I would love to do. Of course, if I started to do that, if I retired with millions and started to do that, no doubt I would be emailing you a few or a few of you as I ran my own portfolio, and then maybe I'll start charging you as well. So I might as well just keep writing Marcus today, if you know what I mean. Anyway, the idea of focusing on the portfolios is to cater for all of you trying to earn your 10% per annum out of your nest egg whilst not losing your nest egg. That is certainly my goal and hopefully it aligns with your goals anyway. The start of that is in my section today with our portfolios up there and I will start engineering those from here on. The other portfolios, as I say, the Ideas Portfolio, BHP Only Portfolio, Macquarie One Stock Portfolio, all in, not all in cash, those two in cash, the Ideas Portfolio has got a few ideas in it at the moment. So there we go. All a bit of fun. As I leave you, best two stocks in the ASX 100. Pilbara Minerals and Mineral Resources. APA coming off the bottom a little bit. That's been absolutely smashed. A few gold stocks looking okay. Neuron Pharmaceuticals coming alive up 3.6%. West Farmers doing okay before going ex-dividend. A few results kicking the lights out. I'll mark it up... 30 no it's up 29 has been up 37 at best dow futures up 14 nasdaq futures up 17 inflation numbers tomorrow in australia us cpi and jobs numbers coming up rba on tuesday that's it you have a fabulous day i'll be back tomorrow